Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. From a flat tire in the city to a dead battery on a distant drive, AAA is partnering with T-Mobile for Business to accelerate response times and get more drivers back on the road fast. Our nationwide connectivity powers location telematics, so AAA's fleet can find stranded drivers quickly while being fully equipped with the in-vehicle tools to have answers when they get there. This is elevating the member experience. This is AAA with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. friends. Thanks for joining me on another weekly Money Girl episode. My name is Laura Adams. I'm an award-winning personal finance author and creator of online money classes. My debt course is a bestseller. It's called Get Out of Debt Fast, a proven plan for debt-free personal finances. And if you're ready to build your credit scores, don't miss my credit course called Build Better Credit, the ultimate credit score repair guide. You can find them on my website at lauradadams.com. Since 2008, I've been bringing you personal finance and small business tips that boost your financial wisdom, wellness, and security. I cover a range of topics and also interview subject matter experts from time to time and just interesting people that I think can bring value to you on the show. And I'd love to hear if you're enjoying Money Girl or if it's helped you improve some aspect of your financial life. You can do that by leaving a review, calling 302-364-0308, or visiting lauradadams.com. My website has an email contact page that makes it really easy to send your, your note, and there's lots of info there about my work, books, and debt and credit courses. Today, we'll be talking about buying real estate and whether it's a good idea to become an investor or landlord before purchasing a home for yourself. The topic comes from a listener named Andrea, who says, I've listened to your podcast for several years following much of your guidance. I'm 28 years old and earn $80,000 yearly with solid job security. My employer does not offer a retirement plan, but I max out a Roth IRA yearly have $20,000 in savings, and am debt-free. I live in New Orleans and rent a gorgeous apartment in a beautiful neighborhood because I can't afford to buy a home in this expensive city. So I'm wondering if I should buy a rental property in an affordable suburb or a neighboring town. While taking on a mortgage and paying rent is a bit scary, in theory, the rent would cover my expenses. Buying an affordable investment property seems like a good way to build equity and grow my wealth at this stage in life. Do you think it would be crazy for me to buy a rental property before becoming a homeowner? Andrea, thank you so much for being a longtime listener and sending in this great question. I know many listeners are in similar situations. Home prices across the country have skyrocketed, 
and mortgage interest rates have increased significantly over the past couple of years, making homeownership less and less affordable for many people. What Andrea is considering, buying an investment property before a first home, has actually become a real estate trend. Many renters are buying reasonably priced vacation homes to use for themselves part of the year, or maybe to rent on Airbnb or even just to lease out uh, permanently on on a long-term basis. The idea is obviously find a desirable, affordable property and have the tenants pay all or at least a, a portion of your expenses and maybe have some profit left over. So this show will answer Andrea's question by reviewing how to prioritize your financial goals. You know, when you're thinking about a big decision like this, how do you attack it? And I'll cover the 10 main pros and cons of buying an investment property before your first home. Andrea, before making any significant financial decision like buying real estate, reviewing your overall situation is critical. You just, you want to do that first so you spot any potential risks or vulnerabilities in your financial life. So the first place you should always start is evaluating your emergency savings. Having a healthy cash cushion is essential, and I love that you already have $20,000 set aside. A good rule of thumb is to keep about six months worth of your living expenses in an FDIC-insured high-interest savings account. So with your pre-tax income of $80,000, I'm going to estimate your take-home pay is like $68,000 or about $5,600 a month. Multiplying that amount by six gives you $34,000. So I would encourage you to sock away a bit more for your emergency money, like an additional $10,000 at a minimum, so that you've got at least $30,000 in the bank for potential emergencies. I know you said you've got solid job security, but, you know, you just never know, especially when, you know, there could be a recession on the horizon. That's definitely not anything for sure, but we have seen a lot of layoffs at companies and, you know, I'm not sure what industry that you're in, but having that solid six months of living expenses would be really good for you. Plus, if you want to buy an investment property, you're going to need a substantial down payment and extra cash, which I'll discuss in a moment. Now, the second big financial priority to address when making any big financial decision is any dangerous or high interest debt that you may have, because that's something you're going to want to, you know, address sooner rather than later. But Andrea is killing it with zero debt. So many, many congratulations on being debt free. Now, your next financial priority is reviewing whether your retirement investing is on track. Andrea is wisely maxing out a Roth IRA every year, which would be $6,500 for 2023. Unfortunately, she doesn't have access to a workplace retirement plan where she could invest a lot more each year. Ideally, Andrea should invest 10 to 15% of her pre-tax income for retirement. That equals contributions ranging from $8,000 to $12,000 a year. So on the high end, that's almost double what she's currently contributing. So I'm going to recommend that she make up the difference and invest anywhere from an additional $1,500, maybe up to $5,500 a year 
if she can swing it. Again, this is on top of padding that emergency savings a bit more. Since Andrea's Roth IRA is maxed out each year, she could invest those additional funds in a taxable non-retirement brokerage account. Or she could save those extra funds to eventually put down on an investment property if she still wants to do that after the show. And I'll talk more about how much she might need in just a moment. All right, so let's assume that you or Andrea will buy a rental property before your first home. Here are five main pros to consider. Number one, receiving rental income. So receiving income from an investment property can be fantastic. It's obviously, you know, the reason that you're going to do it. However, it is your net after-tax income that really matters. And I'll cover typical expenses that you need to factor Uh, in just a moment. If you can charge enough rent to pay those known and any surprise expenses that may come up, somebody else will be paying for your asset, which is fantastic. And if you profit from an investment property, that extra income could help you save a down payment for your own home or to buy another investment property or for any financial goal you have. All right, the second pro is being diversified. Suppose your investments are allocated entirely to mutual funds or exchange-traded funds that are comprised of stocks or maybe a combination of stocks and bonds. That's typically what most people have. In that case, you may not have enough diversification in your portfolio. Owning real estate, either by physically acquiring it, like buying a rental property, Contributing equity to a syndication opportunity or investing in a company that owns income properties, all of those are ways to give you exposure to an asset class that's less volatile than the financial markets. The third pro for buying an investment property first is having price appreciation. While home prices in the United States vary significantly from location to location and they can go up and down in the short term, they have historically increased over the long term. According to the Schiller U.S. National Home Price Index, home values increased 7.3% over the past 10 years. However, depending on location, condition, and income potential, vacation and rental property values may have higher appreciation. Number four is leveraging equity. As you build equity in an investment property, you typically have options for leveraging it. For instance, you may qualify to refinance your mortgage for a lower interest rate, and that would reduce your monthly payments. Or you might do a cash-out refinance to tap your property's equity to buy another investment. And the last pro we'll cover, number five, is getting tax benefits. Rental property owners enjoy excellent tax benefits, including annual depreciation that reduces your taxable net income, tax-deductible operating expenses that reduce your gross rental income, capital improvement expenses. So these are things like, you know, making big improvements to a property, not just maintenance, but big improvements. Those expenses increase your property's cost basis 
and get depreciated. There's something called a pass-through tax deduction of 20% of your qualified business income when your taxable income is below annual thresholds. And there's something called tax-deferred 1031 exchanges that allow you to sell a property and buy another similar one, avoiding tax on capital gains. The investment property tax benefits get complicated, and I'm not going to go you know, into a lot of detail here on them, but the bottom line is I highly recommend consulting with a tax professional before you purchase an investment property to ensure you fully understand your tax benefits and responsibilities as a landlord. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. I can take Claritin D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. From their innovative practice facility to unmatched views from the fairway, the PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with 5G solutions from T-Mobile for Business. Together, we're using AI-powered analytics to expand coaching tools and bringing fans closer to the pros with 5G-connected cameras. This is game-changing innovation. This is the PGA of America with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. Save big money on protecting your garden. Now at Menards. Messina's Animal Stopper is a liquid repellent that prevents pesky animals from damaging your garden. Available in a convenient, ready-to-use bottle. It lasts for up to 30 days, regardless of weather and watering. Save big money on Messina's Animal Stopper at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals happening now. Save big money at Okay, now let's switch gears and talk about five cons of buying an investment property before your first home. Number one is making a high down payment. Most investment property lenders have more stringent underwriting requirements for non-owner-occupied properties than for those that are going to be owner-occupied. So, you know, that means you typically must make a higher down payment, like maybe 20, even up to 25%, plus your closing costs on the property. Lenders may also require a low debt-to-income ratio and even more income than you would need to borrow for, you know, a home that you'd occupy, a primary home. Additionally, lenders may require you to have a cash reserve equal to six months 
of your loan payments. They want to make sure that, you know, if you don't have income or if you don't have any tenants, that you're still going to be able to pay your monthly loan payment. And of course, you're going to need more cash for repairs and ongoing maintenance. So let me give you an example. Let's say you want to buy a rental property for $200,000. You may need to pay 20% down. That would be $40,000. And you would finance the balance. That monthly payment would be about $1,300 just for your principal and interest. You need to pay closing costs, and those could range anywhere from 3% up to 6% of the price. So that could range from $6,000 up to $12,000. And you may need that six-month payment reserve I mentioned. That would be $7,800 plus, I'd say, at least 1%, maybe up to 3% of the price of the property for annual repairs. That's just, you know, a good rule of thumb to put that much away each year for ongoing maintenance. So that would range anywhere from 2,000 up to 6,000. When you add it all up, ideally, you're going to need about $56,000, maybe up to $66,000 saved before purchasing this property. However, it may be possible to buy it for less. It just really depends on what the lender is going to require, and what the local customs are for closing costs. All right, the second con for buying an income property before a home is needing better credit. Real estate investors typically need better credit than regular home borrowers to qualify for a loan. For example, you may need a FICO score of at least 620 to qualify for an investment property loan. And of course, the higher your credit, you know, the better your terms will be. Lenders know tenants and rental markets can be unpredictable. That makes investment properties riskier to lenders. So to compensate for those risks, they charge higher interest rates. So loans for investment properties generally cost more and require a larger down payment. The third con is managing tenants. Even with a property manager who carefully screens potential tenants, you can end up with people who can't or won't pay you. They may severely damage your property, bring in pets that aren't allowed, break leases, do illegal things, or disappear at night without taking any of their belongings. Unfortunately, I've had tenants do all those things. So I highly recommend finding a good local property manager to handle day-to-day issues like clogged toilets, leaky faucets, noisy neighbors, rent collection, overseeing repairs, evictions, and compliance with landlord-tenant laws. Managers usually charge anywhere from, I'd say, 10%, maybe up to 15% of each monthly rent for a complete package of services. The fourth con is paying ongoing expenses. There are many expenses associated with both short and long-term rentals. They may include property management fees, state sales taxes. This typically applies for temporary rentals in most states, repairs, ongoing maintenance, landscaping where needed, property taxes, landlord insurance, which is higher than regular homeowners insurance, homeowners association fees where applicable, potential tax assessments, advertising fees, and professional costs such as accounting and legal. So do your best to determine what rent you would need to be profitable and if it's realistic. 
Investors can control some expenses, but you can't predict annual property taxes and insurance increases. If you're unsure about a property's potential costs, you want to consult a local real estate expert who specializes in rentals or, you know, speak with an active property management company. And the last drawback, number five, is having potential losses. The biggest drawback of buying an investment property before a first home is having losses that hurt your finances instead of helping them. You'll still have many expenses if you have an extended vacancy with no rent. I can tell you from personal experience that owning a rental property is not a guaranteed way to make money. The market or the neighborhood can go down, causing you to accept a lower rent than you'd like. Operating expenses can be higher than you expect, or it can take a frustratingly long time to find a qualified tenant. During the financial crisis in 2008, housing prices dropped about 20%, which was devastating for property owners who got forced to sell for less than they paid. Whether you or Andrea should buy an investment property first depends on your income, savings, stage in life, and financial goals. Most people buy their primary home before an investment to get familiar with homeownership and perhaps build some equity. Plus, it typically requires less cash up front. Buying and managing an investment property can undoubtedly bring financial challenges if you don't consider all the potential expenses and outcomes carefully. However, investors can enjoy many income and tax benefits that can improve their cash flow and net worth. Done correctly, especially with help from a real estate agent, mortgage professional, and a tax advisor, it can be an excellent strategy for building wealth. Andrea, I hope this helps you and everyone listening really think through some of the major pros and cons. I probably haven't covered all of them here, but I think these are the main ones that, you know, I would really consider. And, you know, if it's right for you and you feel like you're in a good position to go for it, it can be fantastic. And if not, there's no harm in waiting a little bit until your financial situation changes. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg with script editing by Adam Cecil. Our podcast and advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchins. Our marketing and publicity associate is Davina Tomlin. And our intern is Cameron Lacey. From their innovative practice facility to unmatched views from the fairway, The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with 5G solutions from T-Mobile for Business. Together, we're using AI-powered analytics to expand coaching tools and bringing fans closer to the pros with 5G-connected cameras. This is game-changing innovation. This is the PGA of America with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. Sometimes it takes a different approach. To help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.